What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Declare us live on the new, the first ever Awesome Odds betting show. That's actually not true. I used to do the show all the time, but we're rebranding it. It is back. Ben Raza, first show ever. Julian Edlow with me. My man, excited to have you. I think this is going to be a fun show. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Uh, sports are back. We were just talking about how much is going on and how hard it is to keep up with everything. And this show is going to be a great way to try and help everybody else, help ourselves uh, keep up with everything going on and and hopefully throw out some good information. Yeah, no, I need to help myself. Uh, (laughs) I'm back for people, you know, the hurricane. I I cannot believe how much stupid damage this caused in New York. Uh, I've been without internet. I've tried to do shows unsuccessfully. I'm officially back. So we're in business today. Got some good things. We got NBA Coming up next, uh, me and Josh Engelman. But before we get to all that, obviously, we want to just talk a little about what this show was going to be, because uh, you're going to see it in a lot of variations coming up. We got the NFL less than like a month. It's just craziness. So so like you said, uh, it's jam-packed. We've never had all these sports together. And I do think this is just a way to sort through some of it and maybe get to some lines that do hold some value. Yeah, I like there's just never been this kind of overlap with NBA, MLB, NHL. We finally have a massive golf tournament going on, as you said, and you had no power for it, um, <laughs> which I feel for you. Um, but yeah, the like like you just mentioned, NFL coming up um, just sneaks up on me like every day. I keep forgetting about it. And I think that's going to be one of the, assuming that the, the NFL can get those 16 games in, which it feels like if there's any league that's going to fit in the amount of games they want to. It's going to be the the almighty NFL. Um, I, I think it's a really interesting year for, for betting futures um, just because of all the uncertainty going on. Oh, no doubt. And that's something that you and me, you know, we had talked about this in the past couple of days, chat. Uh, we're going to start going division by division, breaking down each team, the win totals, some props, because uh, there is some value. You know, we, we always talk about having tickets before the season is a great way way to get ahead of the game. And, you know, if you watch The Daily Show with me, Lafayette, and Josh, you know I have some egregious hot takes, particularly with the Chargers and things of that nature, the Broncos season. Um, yeah. So we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get to the AFC West in time. Looking um, forward to this. Oh, yeah. Drew Locke. Um, we're not going to go on a Drew Locke tangent on the first show here, but I'm a big Drew Locke guy. So we <laughs> will see about all that. Uh but what I want to talk about next, uh, like I said, we're introduced to show, but the reason we're doing the show is because of Odd Shopper. And if you haven't checked that out, go and do it. Uh, along the homepage, you will see the different tabs. And one of them is now called Odd Shopper. It's a tool that we've worked so hard to put out. Uh, and now it is here. You're able to shop odds, check out all the books, the best line available. And, and Julian, you know, as someone who bets sports, how valuable stealing a point here or there can be. It absolutely is. Um, and and using the odd shopper tool so far and, and writing up some articles on it daily, it, it's just helpful in terms of bankroll management. You can see, like you said, going through all the different books, if there's one place that's leaving a half point on the board, getting that can save you. And, and it's not always necessarily getting the win. It sounds 
dumb to say. Obviously, we make bets planning on winning them. But, you know, if, if there's four and a halfs on the board everywhere and you can steal a four somewhere and the game winds up landing on four and you get that push and, and save yourself on that, that's how you build a bankroll, getting that push instead of when everybody else that bets it at, at other books is losing. Um, so there's just small little techniques that can help you be profitable. Obviously, that doesn't come into play all that much. But if you if you save yourself like that once a week, once a month, it, it adds up and it helps. Um, and then just other things like, you know, going through the odd shopper, you realize, you know, points bet at different times has that that uh, promotion where where every NBA spread is just even odds on both sides. So yep. why would you even why would you even go lay minus one tens, minus one fifteens other places um, when you can go and do that? Um, there's been some egregious ones writing up, writing up baseball FanDuel the other day had a money line where every, every other book was, was minus minus one sixty or steeper. And FanDuel was, was at like around minus minus one forty. Um, so just big gaps and different things or promotions or whatever that, that odd shopper is going to, going to help you focus on that. That's going to help you with your bankroll in the long run. It might not be, it might not make you money that day, but over the long run, it's going to add up. Yeah, and there's just no reason not to do it. Like I said, if you, if you like the team, uh, why not get the best number out there? So uh, that is important. In addition, there's other, you know, we have a bet tracker. Uh, we've got a watch list where you can get some notifications about movements. We have a lot of things in there and you're going to see a ton of content built around that. We're not going to dive in to that today per se. And we'll get into some of those advanced techniques that you talked about where, you know, you can kind of middle, you can look for things, buyback opportunities, uh, well, let's go to the bubble. First things first. I know you're a huge NBA guy. You must be loving. Uh, I just want to ask you this just in general. Do you love the like 1 p.m. to 10 p.m. just basketball all day? Oh, yeah. Especially since, you know, the shutdown happens right when March Madness is coming on. Oh, yeah. Um, and and March Madness is my thing. Those those first four days of March Madness are my four favorite days of, of the year. Um, so when when the pandemic hit, literally right on top of that it was just like uh you got to take this from us and Awful. the nba is giving it back a little bit to us um in this kind of like two week span where it's almost like march madness um you, like you've got a team like the suns that are 4-0 who are like almost the cinderella now i i still don't think they're gonna have enough to get to the postseason i'm rooting for them yeah maybe they can i mean memphis is falling apart oh and four in the eighth seed Jaron Jackson goes down for the rest of the year. Portland, Damian Lillard and, and Nurkic, they look like they're in, on a mission to get to get that eight seed. But maybe maybe Phoenix can keep winning and, and slip into that nine and, and have a play-in round with Portland. That would be tremendous. Um, so I feel like we kind of have Cinderella teams in the bubble. It, it's got a March Madness feel to it. And it's also got like an AAU tournament style feel to it with just no fans and one game starting after another. Um it's been a lot of fun to watch. It's been difficult to figure out uh, from a betting perspective. I think we've all had some good days and some bad days. That that first Friday where the overs went six and zero, oh, everybody kind of thought after that, "Wow, the bubble. We're going to see you know two hundred and forty points in every game, and the totals got juiced up." And and that just hasn't been the case. I think unders have been more profitable since that stage. So it's been it's been weird figuring out the bubble. I don't think anybody has has. If they tell you they know what they're doing, they don't. Um, <laughs> you got to kind of just figure it out day by day at this point. Um, there's also been a, a 6-0 underdog day against the spread where underdogs went 5-1 and one outright. Um, that was that day that the Bucks lost as 19-point favorites to the Nets in, in like one of the biggest NBA upsets ever. So that's the, type of, that's the type of basketball we're seeing so far in the bubble. Anything can happen. It makes it so much more interesting from a fan perspective great from a DFS perspective. And then obviously a betting perspective, you got to look at things differently. Absolutely. I mean, it's been so many different wrinkles and I like that when there's unknowns, there's areas to exploit if you have a narrative that you can get ahead of the curve in. Uh, so that's something to keep. Now it's a little tricky with the amount of rest. You know, we talk about these teams there and we knew this was going to happen. You know, Lakers have clinched, the Bucks have nothing to play for. And at times you're not going to see the full team, you brought this up right before the show. First game today, Jazz Spurs. Uh, it's up to an eight-point spread. And I actually, because I didn't have power, you know, I looked at the spread and I thought, my first thought was, did somebody get hurt on the Jazz? Uh, turns out they will be resting starters today, apparently. 
Yeah, um, this one, the news came out yesterday, but there were there were some places that that put this game on the on the board. Um, I know it originally opened with the Spurs as two and a half point underdogs at, at very limited places before the news yep. hit. The news hit, it went off the board, but then some places put it back up at Spurs minus one and a half. Um, I am kicking myself because I missed that opportunity last night. Uh, but here we are now, eight points. Makes a lot more sense. The Spurs are, are you know, right in the thick of things with the Suns, um, the Blazers, the Kings, the Grizzlies, uh, looking to get into that that 8-9 play-in round in the West. So this is a game that, that, that they should be trying to win. Um, and, and then I think the, the, the real takeaway at this point, like the only thing you can do with the eight points, I think if you want to use the – if you're making a parlay – you can use the Spurs money line, I think, pretty safely in a parlay um, because they have so much motivation to win this game. And Utah could not be any more clear that they're punting this game. Like you've got Jordan Clarkson, whose who's point prop is usually around 15, 16. His point props at 23 and a half today. So like it, we got to look. Uh, do you want to play that? Because your initial reaction is Clarkson has to pick up the scoring load. Um, and I saw that on FanDuel, the, the 23 and a half on Clarkson. A lot of books are even just staying away. Like, we don't even want to open anything here. Yeah. Um, so when you look at Clarkson, my initial, your first takeaway is he should go for 30 in this game. No problem. But then you look at it and how these guys are resting and you look at the Lakers last night, they sit LeBron out. Then they don't even play Anthony Davis in, in the fourth quarter. So are they going to? punt this even further and just play those third string guys and give Clarkson, you know, 15, 20 minutes and then say, we don't want this game anyway. And you really want to be looking for uh, like third stringer point props that are, that are going to be getting the majority of the minutes. So this is a game, I think player props are what we want to look for um, and, and be careful with them. And then obviously, of course, on, I know on DraftKings, this game is not on the main slate. The main slate tips off at four. Um mm-hmm. But if you have slates with this game on it or just are playing a showdown, it's obviously like a tremendous value slate. Oh, no doubt. Um, It's a little tricky. I tend to try not to get into games where motivation is a factor. It's very hard to get reliable news. Uh, You're going off maybe what a coach said and and they can deviate on the fly. Now, Clarkson is a guy. He's going to be in his glory. He lo- give me 30 Love shots. You know him. He loves uh, probably this situation, no doubt about it. But, w- you know, the, the big advantage, and we're going to talk about some principles throughout these shows. Uh, unlike DFS, you know, if you want to play the slate, you got to play it. With betting, your biggest advantage is you don't have to bet every mm-hmm. game. Uh, you, you're, you shouldn't. So if you're unsure about a spot, the, the ideal thing is to pass. Um, in a game like this with the Jazz, obviously they're punting the game, but to what extent is anyone's? guess uh it's a pretty easy cross off for me I, I it's just not a game I want to get into there's other games uh where these teams are really going at it and, and you know let's stick with the NBA here the next game on the slate is one that I'm, I'm pretty interested in uh you've got the Grizz and the Thunder two teams that certainly will be playing the Grizzlies are in full desperation mode but they're also in a full free-for-all uh you mentioned Jackson's down I see this around four uh do you like the Thunder or SGA and, and co uh, in this spot? Or is it another game where, although it's a good one to watch, you don't really have a position? Yeah. So it, the only NBA spread that I've played uh, on the board Friday is OKC. I got it at minus three. Um, it's obviously moving a lot of fours, four and a halfs on the board. Um, I think this one can get to five by by tip off. I, just because I think Memphis is is such a, a common public fade at the moment. Um, because they're 0-4 and, 0 and 4 in the bubble, because they're missing Jaron Jackson, they just can't seem to get it together. Uh, and OKC is right in the thick of things. You know, the Rockets get a win last night. The Jazz now punting a game, essentially, from the four seed gives OKC and Houston great motivation to kind of get up. And I know a four seed does not matter as much as, as normal years, because normally you get that home home court in a four or five in what should be the closest series on the board that that matters a lot. In this case, who, who cares if you're four or five, um, you're, you're going to be in that matchup regardless. But I think the, uh, I think the thing here is that you don't want to come sixth because if you come sixth, you're playing either the nuggets who 
most likely the Nuggets, who ideally, you know, they've been resting their entire backcourt with Murray. Not resting, they're they're banged up, but giving relief to their entire backcourt of Jamal Murray, uh, Will Barton, and Gary Harris. When they get to full strength in the playoffs, that, that's not a team that you want to play. Or if the Clippers drop a couple games, they're going to fall there. You certainly don't want to run into the Clippers uh, in the first round because you get that sixth seed. So I think OKC and Houston have a lot of motivation to to land four or five um, and potentially play each other. And that would be a really interesting series just as a look-ahead spot because we have that. We're coming off the season of the Westbrook-Chris Paul trade. Houston's going for it all. People think that OKC is tanking. Are they going to trade Chris Paul? And then they wind up playing in the first round in the 4-5. I think that would be a great uh, storyline and an exciting series. But that's just kind of a, a little look-ahead spot. I think OKC in this game, getting back to the point, wants to win, wants to be in a 4-5 and, and not in that sixth seed. And Memphis just doesn't have it right now. No, Memphis is is struggling. Um, I, I'm looking at the player props here, here and there. And, and someone like Ja is... I've gone to him in DFS and we'll be talking about that on the next show uh, about him there, but I see 20 and a half points shaded to the under a little. Um, I love it because of the volume. Like he's involved regardless now without Jackson, he has to carry the load Mm -hmm. for them. He's for some reason, I think this is hurting them, but he's not shy from three. Uh, He took 10 threes, not last game, but in the one before that, been pretty inefficient but he's gonna have the volume um so i i I know you like the thunder if i had to take position i I would actually ride with you there it's hard to back the grizzlies right now they're just it's tough uh they don't really have an identity and they've lost a key piece but i may look to some of the grizzlies player props per se just because you know without jackson everybody else is bolstered and obviously the books it's not like they don't know that clark is of course boosted 13 and a half right now but jaw in particular i think has to go for north of 20 for them to be in this game yeah i I agree with you there and uh like you said he was super aggressive last game so getting that point prop at, at 19 and a half um feels like feels like it's set to his average. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not incorporating the, the extra usage, the extra attempts that are left on the, uh, on the floor when, when Jackson is off. Um, I don't have Jackson's, I don't have what Jackson was averaging in the bubble right in front of me, but I just remember from doing a, a DFS piece that he was averaging in his, in the bubble, um, three bubble games, 36 and a half DraftKings points. I, I know that off the top of my head. So he was, he was very involved in, in what Memphis was doing. Um, so Brandon Clark, you know, a guy that should pick some of that up. He was obviously a bust kind of in his first, uh, first game with, with Jackson out. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. Shoot or shoot. It it falls on Morant to, to kind of pick up the slack there. 12 and a half for Clark. Clark like isn't really a score. So while it feels like, you know, you have to take advantage of this value of Jackson being out. It's just a it's it's a pass on on Clark. I, I agree with you there. Look look to the top guys to to kind of make it happen. And just looking at Jackson, you know, he played three games in the bubble, twenty two shots to open, thirteen, and then seventeen. So you're talking about double digit field goal attempts that are just gone. And, and you just mentioned it. Brandon Clark is not taking those. He's going to take the minutes, but the shots are going to Ja. They're going to go to Dylan Brooks. If Joe Val can stay on the floor, uh, maybe he can take some. But truly, it, it's really Ja who's going to be taking a lot of those attempts. So that's, I was just going to say that Brooks Brooks did do a lot of scoring um, early with, with Jackson out. Um, So, I mean, you, but you look at it and it's at 17 and a half. So it looks like Dylan Brooks points are inflated for, for Jaron Jackson being out 17 and a half would not normally be the number on him. Whereas Morant is, is at his normal number at 19 and a half. So the, the better value is going with Morant because because it's just not juiced up for for Jackson being out like Brooks and Clark are. Yeah, and listen, Brooks, I think you can make a case there in the sense that he's you know he's been awful from three, and that's his strength. He was one for five, two for seven, one for seven, and two for nine in the four games. Uh, mm-hmm. If that normalizes a little, that will help the point total. Uh, but I'm with you, John. My favorite player prop on the board. A couple other games, you know. Today, like I said, we got we got six of them. Do you do you have anything from these later games? I mean, feel free to take it anywhere. Uh, we've got Kings, Nets, Magic, Sixers, Wizards, Pels, uh, Celtics, Raptors. That's actually a, a damn good game. The Raptors look really good right now. But anything catch your eye? Yeah, it, 
today is not as attractive as most days on the NBA board for me, um, I'll say. But so Kings Nets feels like a mess. We've seen the Nets go play so well and play so poorly. Um, it's it's a game that the Kings, I guess, need a little bit more because they they want to have a shot to get into the playoffs, whereas Brooklyn uh, is almost certainly in. The Nets just need to. I think they. I think they have a little bit of motivation to to get that seven seed so that you avoid Milwaukee in in the first round. Um, which I mean, or, Orlando is is probably they have the same motivation going up against Philly to try try and get that seven seed and and stay away from Milwaukee. Uh, which up until halftime of yesterday, people were like, "Is Milwaukee even good?" And then they have that monster comeback over over Miami and kind of show that they they still have it. Um, so Kings Nets is, is, is pretty much a stay away from me. I, I will say that, uh, Jared Allen and, uh, Joe Harris being questionable leaves some potential value on the player prop side. Um, if, if those guys or one of them gets ruled out, that's when you kind of look to scoop something up and, and get some value, especially if that news breaks late. Um, the Sixers first game without Simmons, uh, the magic are banged up now without, Jonathan Isaac, they, they looked bad without him for some reason in the first game. And then Aaron Gordon has has his hamstring uh, injury in the last game, and we'll see what he looks like today. It just There's so many moving parts in that game. I feel like I want to see what those teams look like. So I, I just don't necessarily see an edge. Uh, the Sixers have been really bad. So you really have. I, I, I kind of lean magic because the Orlando – looked great out of the gates. They going back to, to March um, and even February, they, they had hit 15 overs in a row uh, until they ran into the Raptors uh, and got smoked. So they were one of the, like, they were an easy under team. They were scoring in the nineties all the time early in the season. And then they became the NBA's highest scoring offense since the all-star break through a couple games ago um, out of nowhere. So my lean would be to Orlando here because of how bad Philly's been. But again, all, all the moving parts, I just don't know there. Wizards Pelicans, that's a gross game. Um, or anything that the Wizards are involved in is kind of a gross game. Uh, the Pelicans have the motivation. Um, so, like, and I'm not, I'm not saying I'm playing this, but they're, uh, if you're going to make a money line parlay today, them and the Spurs. Yeah. The Jazz don't care. The Wizards don't care. The Spurs want to win. The Pelicans want to win so that they can try and make the playoffs. Um, I'm just scrolling through DK Sportsbook right now. You put those together, it's minus 141. That's a little bit more than you want to lay. But, like, if there's two teams that win today, I guess I'm the most confident in them. So that's that's there for you if you're a parlay guy, if you, if you want that, if you like that. Um, like you said, the nightcap is, is clearly the best game. Um, the Celtics and the Raptors. The Raptors have been fantastic in in the bubble. Um, they really the have. best defensive team by far. Uh, the Celtics were, I know, going into the Brooklyn game, twenty one of the twenty two bubble teams. They were ranked twenty first on on defense. So they they locked in, turned it around, but it was against the Nets. So here's a real test. Let's see what the Celtics actually look like on defense. Um, my lean here and, and I'm a Celtics guy. I'm, I'm based in Boston. I've covered, I covered the Celtics as, as a beat writer for a few years. My lean here is Raptors because they've been so much better, um, in the bubble. I, I thought this might be an underplay. I was hoping it would be a little bit juiced up because of the bubble totals and we'd get it somewhere in the mid two twenties sitting at two eighteen, two eighteen and a half most places. So, so that's a pass. Um, I know these, these two teams have met three times prior to the bubble and the highest point total was, was two twenty. Um, so that's there for you, but yeah, this is, this is probably a, a Raptors or, or nothing for me. I wish I, it's our first show. Like I wish I had more hot NBA takes today and it's kind of a boring board. So like, I'll say I like OKC the most, uh, with the points. And if I were to do anything else, I'll play the, the motivation side and, and parlay the, the Spurs and Pelicans. But uh, do you, do you have anything here? I, I feel like you're kind of in a stay away day for the NBA as well. Yeah, nothing to. So I will say uh, from premium chat, don't embed my status, friend of the show. Uh, I do like this. He said, you know, out there, if you can find it, Dylan Brooks to make three or more three pointers at plus 700. I I actually don't mind that. Um, Obviously, when you're getting value like that, yeah, of of course, he's a dog to do that, but he's going to, I wouldn't be stunned to see seven, eight, nine, three attempts. Uh, He has not shot well. Um, 
Go and ahead. so is three is three a win or a push? So that's exactly what I asked him. Is it two and a half or four? He said at least three made, I believe. So if that is in fact the line where three is a win, um, and you can find that at your book, I would suggest checking that out because uh, I I do think that that's the kind of guy who could get very hot from three, and you're getting really good in terms of a you know seven to one on a bet like that is worth a sprinkle. Yeah. I'm I'm looking up some. Yeah, I'm gonna have right to scour this game. Scour the interwebs. Uh, I will say, game log. I am an anti-Boston person. Uh, as a New Yorker, I went to college. Fantastic. I I went to college. I went to UMass, so uh, I know All how right. it goes up there. I like the Celtics in this game tonight. I have okay. not. I have not bet it. Um, if it goes to three and a half, if it goes to four, certainly I I will lock this in. And it's more of a macro play. I just think they are a better team. Uh, I like this. I've said this and I'll give a hot take right now. I think the Celtics are coming out of the East. Uh, I like the Celtics when we get into the playoffs. I'm definitely going to look to get some more position on them. Uh, You know, of course the Bucs, I think are the best team, but this Boston team has all the pieces. I think tonight is going to be a playoff mentality type game. With lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. If you're going to give me three, three and a half, I'll roll the dice and say in a 50-50 contest, they can keep it close or obviously win the game. I've been, I would, I would love the Celtics plus three. It, like if you told me I couldn't, I wasn't allowed to watch any of the bubble games, but mm-hmm. you can bet. Celtics Raptors on this Friday night and and get the Celtics plus one twenty five ish on the money line. Um, I would say give it to me. I'm I'm just afraid of what I've seen from the Raptors so far. I guess in the bubble, whereas the Celtics have been more inconsistent. Um, do you? Let me ask you this because this is an interesting question. Because I agree with you, but do you think maybe that's over over you know impacting these lines in a short sample that the Raptors have looked so good? that this, this line might have been around to pick them if both teams were kind of just average in the bubble. Yes, uh, I, I do agree with you. So, yeah, look, you're right. The, the three points with the Celtics is is value, I think. Um, and the Celtics, I believe, are 2-1 and one against the Raptors this season uh, prior to the bubble. So there there is value there. Um, if your value better, that I, this is what you want to scoop up then on the Celtics. Um I just don't know if I can fade the Raptors because of yeah, what no, I've no, seen. No. I'm, I'm afraid of that. Yep. Um, looking at futures for a second, uh, I do have the Celtics uh, to win the East from before the bubble. So okay. I kind of agree with the the mentality you have there. The, the Celtics are are versatile. They have – I think the three wings that they have in, in Hayward, Brown, and Tatum is just something unique that nobody else has. Uh, and then you throw Kemba on top of that. What I'm concerned about is is the defense. How do they defend a Milwaukee, a Toronto? Um, are, are they going to be able to lock in and do that? I will say right now, if I if I make any other future in the entire NBA, it'll probably be adding on the Raptors to to win the East. Um, okay. I kind of want to fade. I kind of want to fade the Bucks to to a degree. Um, and I'm just looking up conference winners right now. I'm yeah, on yeah. I'm on DraftKings, and the Bucks are minus one fifty two to win the East. So like. <laughs> I feel like if you were going to give a field bet at plus 130, plus 125 would probably be the odds there. I would love to have the field, but why even do that if it's it's almost got to be Toronto or Boston, right? Like we're out on Philly at this point. They they can't. They're you know. an anomaly. Um, I don't know what to make of Philly. I'll be honest. I, I think they still have a good ceiling, but I'm with you. I, if someone in it, of course, we're talking about series in the NBA. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, can can Philly play to their ceiling and whoop a team in any game? Sure. But you got to win four out of seven. 
Uh, I think the Celtics and even the Raptors, the way they look are more built for that type of grind. Now, would you care last thing? And then we can move on to the, to baseball, but like, when you're looking at something like that, would you care if possibly the Raptors and the Celtics met in the second round, or do you want one of them to get the Bucks and then hopefully the second one to get the Bucks for two chances? Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, I'm going to say I, I don't really mind because either way you're going to have to win two tough series. Like either way, one of those teams is going to, the Celtics or the Raptors are going to have to knock off the Bucks Absolutely. Yep. to get there. It's not like we're going to, we just saw the the Bucks demolish the Heat in the second half uh, yesterday. It's not like we're going to see the Heat or the Magic or like nobody's going to take down the Bucks in a shocking upset. It's going to have to be the Celtics or Raptors, whether it's in the second round or the East Finals. So I, I really don't mind. I guess maybe it would be easier to take down the Bucks before you have to face each other. Like if Boston and Toronto went head to head in the second round maybe that takes a lot out of them and Milwaukee gets a little bit more of an edge in the East final than if you get it as a second round matchup and then you get Celtics uh, Raptors in the East final and then you've automatically won if you, if you have both teams. So maybe a little bit more of an edge, just not to have to go against each other and get the bucks while you're a little bit more fresh, I guess. Yeah. And listen, we can see where the, where the chips fall before, we lock that kind of stuff. And anything else on, on this NBA slate, or do you want to go to the diamond? Not really. Uh, OKC is probably my strongest spot, and then I'll be I'll be hovering around player props all day because we've we've finally been getting you know when the bubble started, it's not like you're getting the rapid injury news like you usually do in the NBA mm-hmm. because teams are are ready to go. Now we're a few games in, and we're starting to get that again. LeBron rests, Westbrook out, etc. Um, so I, I think that props are are kind of a, a place that we can start looking around again. No doubt. And I I will say real quick, uh, one of the many ways that you should get involved, get behind the paywall, sign up for Awesome Oak Plus. uh, If you haven't done so, we've got weekly passes, monthly passes, annual passes, so many sharp people. uh, And one of the things I always talk about is Slack. You know, we have a sports betting channel, ton of people in there. We're in there. Uh, You know, people drop things. I'm not paying attention to hockey and and a member will say, hey, take a look at this. And I'm not saying I always bet it, but at least it brings it to your attention. So it's just a lot of people talking games. So you should get in there and, and just test it out. Go in for a week and see what you think. Uh, also, Chad, it's a new show. Hit the like button because if they don't, they're going to throw me in the owl out and then it's just going to be Julian doing a one man show. So uh, we not want it. that. No, no. We got to keep the owl intact. Uh, I need my golfers to run hot. We're going to talk a little golf in a bit, but let's go to baseball. Every te- I think every team plays and Julian, you know this before the show. You're going to be carrying the segment. I'm not a huge baseball guy. I bet it occasionally, but not my forte. Uh, I guess I just want to ask you a couple of questions. When you have this many games, do you, how do you do that? Do you like eliminate games beforehand? Do you prioritize? How do you approach a slate this big? You've got to be able to eliminate games quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and and sometimes that can mean missing something. Like, and the the okay part about that is that it's you're not betting anything um the worst thing you can do is is jump on too many games and and overlook things because there's so many games um so like the worst thing that can happen by by just scrolling through the board and saying no 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 is that you you pass on a spot that maybe you would have liked which isn't the end of the world the last thing you want to be doing is just betting too many baseball games and exposing yourself too much so I'll admit that with so many games, there is no perfect practice, um, especially with NBA going on, golf going on, so much going on, NFL coming up. Like, it's not like you can, it's going to take the whole day and you're going to have to ignore everything else if you want to sit down and, and handicap every baseball game. So you scroll through, know kind of what you like, have an idea of what's been going on, teams that you like, spots that you like. Um, and then you're down to, you know, four or five games that you want to look through and then you pick one or two um, after doing some research. So for me, it's just scrolling through and, and saying no, like I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling through right now, looking at spots and like giants, Dodgers, no thanks. Rockies, Mariners. uh, No, like nationals, Orioles is a no. Um, 
the Yankees are a little cheap against the Rays. Like this is see, this is just scrolling through, and this is a, a first thought. Blake Snell is on the mound for for Tampa, um, going against Masahiro Tanaka. So the game is basically like a pick'em. I am not saying I'm betting the Yankees. I'm saying that by scrolling through, I've now put that game in my head, and I'm gonna I'm gonna look into and research that game um, because the Yankees are are a wagon this season, and and any time you can get them. You know, we, we see them all the time at minus 250, minus 300. Anytime you see that price, I just want to research it and see why they're so cheap. Um, so that's an example of, of just scrolling through and and keeping something in mind. Um, another one, two, re- two really bad teams, the Tigers and the Pirates. But the Tigers have Matt Boyd going, and that game is close to a pick I know Matt Boyd's been a solid pitcher over the last couple of years, so... Maybe I'll look into into the Detroit side there. That's a game that I'll research. Um, probably won't play anything, but I'm going to research it. Uh, so that's that's kind of my suggestion. And make the try and make the bad things that happen to you passing on a spot because there was too much on the board, rather than betting seven games and and going two and five. That's again, and just to reiterate that in DFS you don't have the luxury of doing that because the slate all connects. Like if you just rule out a team blindly on a DFS slate, that's going to probably come back to impact you in a bad way with betting. You mentioned, yeah, maybe you leave a couple on the table. There'll be more games tomorrow. Uh, There's always more 15 more, 15 more. Don't worry about it. There will be spots to research tomorrow. Like you're much, much, much better digging into games that you actually want to position on and playing a couple than saying, let me, let me just pick a winner from all these games and do 50% as much research. Cause I'm doing twice as many wagers. Uh, you know, like I said, for me, I don't bet a ton of baseball. Uh, I more looked at these teams on a macro view. The, the Braves are someone that I, before this little season started, I, I was pretty high on. They've already lost a key pitcher. They're on the road tonight against the Phillies, who I guess are back, they've only played a handful <laughs> of games because of COVID, but uh, that's a game that I, I definitely want to look into virtual. Uh, obviously, for people that don't know with baseball, you know, you have a money line and then you have a run line, which is plus one and a half and minus one and a half. So uh, is that something that you, you know, just again, uh, in a general principle, if you mentioned a team like the Yankees, say they're minus 250 in a game, will you look particularly if they're on the road uh, at that at that run line and, and lay the one and a half for much better odds, or are you more just give me the winners? Yeah. So first of all, the the home road thing with the one and a half does make a difference because when you're at home, obviously you're batting last. And if the Yankees are going to, you know, demolish a bad team and they wind up only being up one, you don't get that, that ninth inning. Um, so there is a difference. You do want to do it on the road. Um for me, the only time I bet the one and a half run lines is really strong spots like like Garrett Cole going up against a scrub on on the Orioles. Um, <laughs> the Astros having and he's hurt right now, but like Justin Verlander against uh, like the Mariners fifth pitcher. Like that's when I look at at the run line and it's still going to be in those spots like minus 130, minus 135. Um, but it's just such a mismatch that you think the bats have such a high ceiling and the pitcher is going against such a poor lineup that you can manage it. So I, I don't like run lines. Uh, I, I prefer the money lines, obviously, but they have to be really strong spots. What I will say is that's why I love first five inning bets so much. Okay. Um, so not only does it shorten the game so that you're focused on on – a tighter window when you have those good pitchers going, it also eliminates some of your, your research because you don't have to look up bullpens. When you look up bullpens, it's all right, where does this team's bullpen rank? But that's not the end of it. It's has that team's closer pitched two days in a row and they're probably going to be off the next day. Like bullpens get so messy to research uh, and make a huge difference in the game in the most important innings uh, that if you don't research it, you're, you're, you're not making a, a bet seeing the, the full picture, seeing clearly, which is, is not something you want to do. So first five innings, I think, simplifies that a little bit, locks in more of, okay, it's this pitcher versus this pitcher, which is what people think they're betting on when they bet full games and forget about the bullpen. Um, five innings actually 
condenses it. You focus on that. And the run lines in that are, are, are a half a run. So you just need your team to be up a run after five innings and, and you'll win, which I think is more manageable. So to give an example, um, yesterday I bet the Twins first five innings against the Pirates. Uh, the Twins were in Pittsburgh uh, with Kenta Maida on the mound. He's been pitching really well. Bet the Twins at minus 125 first five innings. They uh, went up 3 nothing. It got tied 3-3, three to three, and I thought I was going to lose it, and they wound up being up 5-3 to three after five innings. So that ticket cashed. And then what happens? The Pirates walk off for the win in the ninth inning at home, and the Twins lose the game. So, And the Twins have one of the better bullpens in baseball that just didn't pitch well. So for me, I, I think that keying in on the first five innings makes a lot of sense. No, no doubt. And listen, again, no matter what you're doing, I'm going to speak quickly about Odd Chopper again. Uh, yep. First five, we'll, we'll get up there. But just in general, these lines, depending on where you're betting them, are going to vary. And when we're talking about straight money lines, you see it even more. Like, you know, I would, like any normal person, I'd rather lay minus 125 than minus 135. You think, eh, if for a $100 bet, that's only $10. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, but if you have a 1,000 of those bets a year, Think how much money you just saved uh, on all those losers. So it's something that's going to add up quickly. And in baseball, you're really going to see that value immediately because you're betting, you know, money lines. You're not betting spreads where a lot of times uh, you're stealing a little juice here and there. But most of the time you're stealing more of a half a point, which is very valuable in itself. But different situation. Last thing I wanted to ask you about baseball. uh, Do you uh, because I know you're I, I see you on Twitter uh, follow us both on Twitter. Obviously, that that's a key of yes, the show. Please. But you uh, you hit a lot of props in the NBA. Are you a guy who looks at like strikeout props, um, total bases, things of that nature, or do you stick more to hoops with props? Yeah, it, it's really basketball with props for me because in baseball, there's just no extra volume. Um, the only time I'll play an MLB prop is if a guy just absolutely smashes a pitcher and, and I think they're in, in a good spot. Um, it's pretty much the same thing as playing him in your, in your DFS lineup. Um, you're just simplifying it, taking out the rest of the lineup and betting on that one guy to have, have a good game as a hitter. Uh, that's all I'll do because there's no, if, if Anthony Rendon is scratched, Mike Trout's usage doesn't go up. He's going to get the same amount of that bat. So like, it doesn't change anything. Whereas last night, Westbrook goes out. I found Harden's point prop at 34. Um, and, and 34 is kind of his normal number. That's what it, that's what it comes out at sometimes even 35. So I thought there was even a little value there, but with Westbrook out of the lineup, Harden averages 39.2 points per game. What did he have last night? 39. So there's a direct correlation between Westbrook being out and Harden having to do more heavy lifting that gives you an edge. Whereas in baseball, I, I just can't, I can't find that edge. Everything is always, a, a fair prop. I, I'm, I'm a pretty like cheap. I only bet player props in like a cheap way in the NBA. Like it's only, it's not if, Oh, I think this guy has a good matchup. I, I don't know. It can go either way. It's only if I find a number because guys are out and I'm like, this guy has to play a lot more. Yeah. It's a domino effect. Like, you, you know, you're getting in before they kind of like reoptimize the point totals. Uh, and that can be really effective. You have to be diligent to the news um, and also again, if you look, sometimes the numbers tell the story. Like if, if you can see on odd shopper, we have five books listed for this point total, four of them are the same. And one is three points behind clearly they're the outlier. Uh, they haven't updated for news. You want to go there. You want to hit that, uh, on the obvious value side. So, um, I'm with you. We got about five, a little more than five minutes left here. I'm going to, I know you're not a big golf guy, but I'm going to drag you through it. We're going to the links. Um, PGA Championship from Harding Park in San Francisco. We only have one round in the books. So, I mean, I I can ask you, obviously, I know you don't bet a ton of golf, but just in general, are you a guy that, uh, do you like live betting in sports? You know, basketball, you you see a team go down, um, baseball, you know, a couple runs down. Do you you hit live betting or do you kind of set it and forget it? So I've, I've tried to slow down live betting a little bit because I was doing a lot of it before the (laughs) NBA shut down. And I think it's better. Like we've talked about all show to, to pick your spots a little bit more. Um, The last thing you want to do, see the worst thing is chasing something. Like I I played an over uh, yesterday, the Suns and and Pacers at at 229. 
um, and it lost. It was a bad bet. You could tell out of the gate that the teams were slow. The live total after a quarter was like 217. So it's like, oh, down. look at that number, double down. And it end, the game ended on like 213. So staying away, even when you're like, oh, my God, it's 12 points lower now, can can help. That said, I, I like betting in basketball in the, in the right spots. Look at the Bucks yesterday, down a million. They come back and win. Betting on good teams, betting on the line to kind of flip back to where it was, has its ups and downs. But here's what I want to ask you, because golf is a completely different animal. I open up the live betting on golf. Guys, there's 10 guys within three strokes of each other. There's 10 guys that are all like plus 600 to plus 1200. I have no idea how to live bet golf. And I want to ask you what your strategy is to, to do that. So there's a couple things. Uh, I think one of the most important is actually on a day like today. So in golf, uh, for people that aren't familiar, when you go out on Thursday, you either play in the morning or the afternoon. Then on Friday, it's reversed. So if you played in the afternoon Thursday, you play in the morning Friday and vice versa. Typically, and what we saw yesterday, the afternoon played much harder. It's windier. That was about a stroke difference, a little less. So that means that the guys who played in that today probably catch the break. They play early. And I think that's where you can look for live betting to possibly exploit. You know, some of those guys that shot around even par in the afternoon, you know, they're not anywhere on the leaderboard, but they can go out today and shoot a good round and their number is going to plummet. So I'm just going to throw a couple out there. I'm not saying these guys are going to win the tournament, but like someone like Hideki, he shot even par yesterday in, in the afternoon. He goes out early today. He's five strokes off the lead, but if he fires a good round, he'll be in the clubhouse before the guys tee off later. If it plays very hard in the afternoon, the scores can really get crowded and that's where you steal the value. So stuff like that. And then just looking at how a guy played, maybe he had a cold putter. Uh, He hit it really well, just couldn't make the putts. Um, Similar to, you know, Julian, like in the NBA, if you're watching a game and you see a guy, you know, this team, they're getting the looks they want wide open threes and they're not hitting them. To me, that's different. Then if they're, you know, they're getting shot clock violations, they're stifled on defense. You can kind of see when maybe they're getting what they want and the ball just isn't bouncing their way. Yeah, I, that's a, a good comparison. Um, I, I like the way you put that. So uh, really, to me, what I take away from that is it's not it's not seeing a guy, uh, you know, have a birdie and being like, oh, they're going to get hot and betting them. It's looking at the entire board and seeing, did a guy leave anything out on the course or looking at the, you know, how that tournament is set up just time-wise and saying this guy has a larger opportunity. Really, just it's it's like having more game left. It's like betting on a team that has more more game left than the other team. Um, and where they sit right now, they have a larger opportunity than some of the guys in front of them to, to make up ground here. And that gives them a little bit of value. Yeah, I kind of look at it almost like a stock. Uh, I'm not a big stock mm-hmm. guy, but like all right, you know, if you played in the tough conditions, it's kind of a buy low spot. Like it's going to get easier for you. You're going to have your opportunity. It doesn't mean you're going to play good, but you're going to have your chance today. Uh, If you haven't made any putts, but you're striking it, you're going to have some more opportunities to make these putts. Um, Just like with, again, with the NBA, you know, if you're getting wide open looks, you're going to get more of them if your offense is really effective. And if it normalizes, that's where the buy low comes in. So you don't want to be go crazy. It's just like what you said. You have to tone it down because you start saying, oh, this guy, he's been cold putting. This guy's in the morning. And then you have 15 guys on your card. Uh, right. That's a quick <laughs> way for a disaster. But sift through it. Try to find a couple. Um, check out our articles, of, of course, for showdown and things of that nature. We'll have some guys that, that catch your eye here and there. But that's how I approach live betting. You're going to you're going to be stuck with a little golf segment here and there on this show going forward. Let's do it. I want to learn. I want to learn some things. That's why we're here. Golf sweats are amazing. Like late Sunday absurdness when you're holding a good ticket because you can get some big odds on these guys. I mean, you're talking, you know, north. Not that it's easy to hit them, but, you know, it's hard to get that in the the NBA. Like, yeah, you can bet uh, the Wizards to win the NBA finals at giant odds and you're going to (laughs) lose. Like it doesn't work like that in those type of sports. It, it's totally different, and I do appreciate the the massive odds on the board in in golf, um, which I've never hit because I don't know enough to to be a little bit. I don't I don't bet them either. I, it's not like I've been throwing guys out there. I just don't know how to do it. So uh, the purpose of this show is is uh, for people to come in and and learn things, and and 
that's one thing that hopefully I'll learn from you and maybe I'll be able to hit something on the way here. Oh, that's the, that's the plan. Um, and that's what, that's what our plan for the show is. We're going to have some fun with it, chat. Uh, we appreciate you guys stopping in. Charlie, we see you. Uh, appreciate the kind words. And, and that's what we want. If there is something on the show, if you say, hey, I'm a big MMA guy. Like, can you take a look at the slate? We'll be happy to. We're not experts on that. Uh, but if there's something coming up, a different event, we will find someone too. We're going to bring on some guests that know some of these sports that we don't cover. Uh, and that's what we're about. We're going to bring on... Tools from the Odd Shopper, uh, get those in here, guests, anything else. And we're going to make it interactive. We're going to have some fun giveaways chat going forward. We are just getting started, but I got another show coming on deck. Me and Josh Engelman, NBA DFS coming up. Julian, A, good for a show, but B, any final thoughts uh, for the viewers? The final thoughts for the viewers are, to, I mean, keep tuning in and hopefully we get this rolling a little bit more in terms of getting futures going and, and being able to interact and help you guys answer your questions about what you want to bet and, and give you a little bit of an edge there. Um, so uh, communicate with us. It, it's supposed to be open. We want to hear from you guys and, and, you know, help you get better at what you want to bet on or get better at, at passing on something that you wanted to bet on that maybe you shouldn't be like we talked about a lot today. So just, Sharpening up, getting the best odds, which odd shopper we're going to keep pushing because that can save you money because you're going to lose bets along the way. Save money doing that. No, no doubt about it. And like I said, uh, of course, when you bet sports, you want to make money, but you also want to have fun with it. And that's what this show is going to be about, too. We have a good time. It's a great time of the year in the sports world, despite everything going on. Uh, So on that note, hit the like button on your way out. But I'm happy to say we'll be back same time same place next Friday with a whole nother slate of games. Good luck, everyone. I'll see you all in about 10 minutes.